KSPN AM 710 Los Angeles. KRDC AM 1110 Pasadena, Los Angeles. We are the voice of L.A. And here we go. It is your Monday right now with Travis Rogers, Alan Sliwa. We like to call it the Travis and Sliwa Show. We're here each weekday beginning at 10 a.m., 9.55 to be exact. 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., we get all your L.A. sports talk rolling. And it is a million-dollar Monday. Your chance at a mill coming up, plus Rams-Jags tickets. And speaking of those Rams, we'll get you ready for Monday Night Football tonight against the Niners. Chargers lose. Raiders. Ooh, that was ugly. But yesterday at Staples, Alan Sliwa was there to see the Lakers win on a Sunday afternoon against the Spurs, especially coming off that lonely Friday night where Sliwa had to host a late-night post-game show after the Timberwolves loss. And shut the clock up. <laughs> so the weekend turned out okay for Sliwa in the end. Anyway, let's get to it. Travis and Sliwa, your Monday right now. Here we go. Live from L.A. Law. Sweet tea, Travis Rogers. Hit him in the face, Sliwa. I'll still take the face. Travis and Sliwa right now. Yeah. How about that, Al? Your Friday night at Staples Center. Not not the best game in the world, but the rest of the weekend turned around for you. Pretty good pretty good recovery after that. It was, uh, it was a tough recovery. I don't know <laughs> if you were. Friday night was, uh, it was a little interesting for the Los Angeles Lakers there, but you're right. You know, then the Saturday morning came. It was a brand new day. Enjoy your <laughs> cup of coffee. No work on Saturday. And then yeah. yesterday, Lakers take care of business. How about, by the way, how about L.A. tonight? Busy. I mean, we, we, listen, we've, we've run into this a couple different times where we try to say, oh, my gosh, what an unbelievable time. It really is. It's stupid. When the Dodgers were playing, there'd be days where Dodgers would have their game in the playoffs. I'd be at Staples Center with Michael and John. Uh, Dodger game going on. What five miles away from Staples Center? <laughs> Rams had a game coming up tonight's kind of cool too. This isn't this doesn't happen too often where you got both the Lakers, who by the way are playing a really good game against the Chicago Bulls, yeah, and then a Monday night game in San Francisco, the Rams and the Niners. This is uh this is one of those that if uh, if you got nothing going on tonight, what a perfect time to kick back and watch some games. And the Gauchos in Washington State and college that's basketball. That's right. That's right. I was just leave that off. No, no. Here's the, the thing. Gauchos are off you, fast. You, They're undefeated. You jumped in. One. You jumped in so quick. I didn't get a chance to bring the Gauchos in. Okay, good. As long as long it was as, it was in the uh, option tree. We yeah. No, look. Let's start right here. Monday night football okay. up in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it's kind of a. It, so many things happened to the Rams between yeah. the time we finished on Friday to where we are right now, getting ready for Week Ten Monday night football. Um, no, namely, Robert Woods goes down for the rest of the season. And Devastating. Yep. I, I, you know what I don't like, Al? Mm-hmm. Here's, here, here's what was really bothering me over the weekend. That everybody immediately went, oh, well, we got OBJ. Everything's fine. Well, I, I understand. It's, really, it's, it's a drag that he went down. I get it that he's no longer available. These are all bad things. Okay, fine. But the fact of the matter is OBJ does not fix that. It does not cover up that issue. It does not make the Robert Woods injury any less devastating. They are going to desperately miss him. He does so many things for that team. And maybe over the course of the next weeks and months that they can they can get OBJ up to speed on what Woods was doing. But they're very different receivers. I, I do not think this is just a, oh, this is the NFL, life in the NFL. You guy goes down, you keep it moving. The, the whole next man up philosophy, this is a big deal. He is going to be very deeply missed. Yeah, it, the the comps here of just pretending. I think that's a good way to put it. You know, well, but by the way, they are fortunate that they did get Odell Beckham Jr. I, I don't think there's I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, wow. I mean, unbelievable that they actually got him. And then a couple days later, Robert Woods 
tears his ACL in a practice on Saturday morning. You know, you, you me, and Emily are texting each other. Um, but it's not going to you, – you can't just put this guy in. I'm, I'm going to read off a couple stats here that Emily sent us this morning. So this season when Matt's, uh, Matthew Stafford, Stafford targeted Robert Woods, 49% of his attempts resulted in first downs. Mm-hmm. Fourth highest rate of any quarterback-receiver combo this season. Since the start of last season, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods ranked first and fourth respectively in yards after the catch among wide receivers. And if we go, you know, kind of take this a little bit step further, and I know, Trav, you can get more into the weeds of this than anybody else. It's not like Robert Woods just catches balls no, for the Los exactly Angeles right. Rams. And, and you, you kind of go into what else? What are those other intangibles that he brings well, to the you, table? You know, you, you hear this all the time, and it's, it's quite frankly, it's a phrase that gets overused because I don't think it. I don't think it's accurate most of the time, or he. It's a, it's a, it's only part of it. But in this case, I think it's entirely true. Robert Woods is the heart and soul of that offense. He yeah. is the guy that is just unbelievably physically tough. Kirk and I look at each other when we're watching those games. And he's running, say he's running on the ball on the left sideline. And instead of just taking a step out of bounds and, okay, let's go to the next play, he's cutting it back in. He's, he's fighting for that extra yard. He's an incredible blocker. He's an incredibly physical wide receiver. He's somebody that's willing to go over the middle. He's willing a guy that's willing to take a hit. All of these things that not everybody is willing to do, and he does them all. He's part of the running game. He's, he does an incredible job of letting Cooper Cup do his thing without being – the guy that hey where are, where where's mine where where are my touches where are my mm. touchdowns where mm. are my targets all of these things he was just the unbel I don't want to call him a glue guy because that doesn't that doesn't even come close to describing what he does but he is such a valuable player to that offense and look Cooper Cup is their best wide receiver he might be the best wide receiver in football Matthew Stafford might be the most important player on that offense because the quarterback always is the offensive line needs to do their job for the entire thing to work but. I'm telling you, Robert Woods is not just the second wide receiver on a good team and you just picked up another really good guy and you drop him in there. He's going to be missed. He's going to be missed in just about every single aspect. And you heard it from Sean McVay. He's talking about, you know, I'm just devastated for Robert. And I don't, I am too. I feel really mm. genuinely bad for him that he's down the way that he is. That, that this, And it happened in such a random way, too. It's just such a drag. He, he's running routes against air. He didn't get tackled. He didn't, you know, he wasn't being covered. He was just working out and doing his thing and kind of felt the thing. And they went and took a peek and torn ACL. It's just such a bad break. And hopefully, you know, everything works out and he comes back next year and he's ready to go again. But I, I, I'm just, I'm crushed. This is a okay. really big deal. All right, so I, I think you have kind of added to the magnitude of you can't just turn the page back. Like, oh, there's other guys. That will feel, okay, and and I think the I think putting in the piece of you feel really bad for him because that is you're right about a, a guy that's a team guy that's not asking for the ball. Hey, what do we got to do to win? What do you need me to do? Yes, I'm incredibly talented. Yes, that's okay if Cooper Cup's going to get all the love and he's going to get a lot of the balls. He's going to get a lot of the publicity. I have my piece here that I know I need to do. So. Odell Beckham, and I'm not, you know, you kind of, you tell me what happens with kind of weighing here, what Odell Beckham now becomes that Robert Woods isn't there. So what do we expect from the, the, this, this individual that comes on your squad, chooses you over the Green Bay Packers, a lot of different teammates on this team and on this roster were, um, you know. Well, it's were, different were, now, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, th- mm-hmm. think about how different it was. Before it was, look, you can either do it like the way we want to do it, or there's the door. You know, and there was a quote I read this morning from Sean McVay saying, look, I was we were honest with Odell. We're not saying that you're going to get X amount of targets, X right. amount of touches, that if you're open, Matthew Stafford will get you the we'll ball. We'll find but you. Th- that's mm-hmm. about as far as we can go in this thing. 
to, you know, they kind of need him now. Mm-hmm. Now, now the idea of him as a luxury was interesting because if it didn't work out, you can just move on. Now that really isn't the, you know, I don't think part of a necessity. Right. Van Van Mm -hmm. Jefferson isn't ready to step into that role. The rest of the guys they have on the roster are not ready to step into that role, I don't think. So he goes from a, you know, we're going to do it like this or you're not going to play to he can kind of be Odell. But and and that's both the best and the worst possible answer. Right. Because the best answer is, look, if he could just go be the best version of Odell, like we saw in, in New York for a couple of seasons. Great. But if he's the Odell in Cleveland who's upset because he's not getting looked his way, that doesn't help anybody. You know, we'll, we'll see what – again, I don't know if tonight answers that question, Al. I don't know if tonight we kind of saying Odell is the right answer or this isn't going to work. I he's agree. Been, he's been in L.A. for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Who, who, who knows how this thing is going to work out. But uh, by the time we get to, you know, maybe middle of December, I think we'll have a better, better understanding. But I, I, I'm going to say it over and over again. Robert Woods is going to be missed. I, I get it. It's the NFL, next man up, everything else. He will be missed. He is an incredibly valuable football player. Well, well I think that's a perfect way to put it. We'll find out. We'll find out. It's not going to – I don't think you're going to walk away from tonight's Monday Night Football game saying, see, I told you, Odell Beckham's perfect. Or, you see, I told you, Odell Beckham's not perfect. I don't think that's going to happen in, uh, you know, off, obviously off of tonight's game. But they got some really, really good, intriguing games over the next few weeks and – um, I, I think we'll find out just how much they'll miss Robert Woods as the season progresses. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. And as always, we encourage you to participate on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is back. So are the fans. Return to glory with fans veiled by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. So, Bit of a mixed bag, right, Slee, this weekend for the Lakers. They what happened? Did they play this weekend? <laughs> they played, I believe. What days did they play? I, I 10, didn't see them. 10.30 on Saturday or on Friday night was the tip-off for that one. And then I believe they played at <laughs> 8.30 in the morning yesterday. So it was uh, – you got the, the the ends of it. You got the, both ends of it. It was yeah. they, they looked terrible on Friday. I think there's a case to be made that that was their worst oh, performance got, of the can season. Can I tell you something real quick yeah. about Friday? They got lucky. You know why they got lucky? Hmm. Friday night game – Buried into the weekend, another yeah. game on Sunday. Like, I think a lot of people forgot about what happened on Friday. You might be I think right. it was a, a perfect uh, – put it this way, if you're going to lose a game and get outscored by a team like the Minnesota Timberwolves, 40-12 to 12 in the third quarter, and at one point be down 33 um, at Staples Center, do it on a Friday night. I mean, if there's <laughs> – if there's an ideal <laughs> – if there's That's an so ideal funny. team to do it, do it. If there's an ideal time to do it, do it on a Friday night. Uh, let me let me say this, and we'll get into tomorrow's or yesterday's game, and then tonight's game. It's actually really exciting going up against the uh, Chicago Bulls. Caruso coming back to town, and uh, yeah. as is Lonzo Ball. But guys, say something about Friday night. So I do my updates right end of the first quarter, end of the third <laughs> quarter. When I tell you I did my update at the end of the third quarter. And I kind of sat there for another minute or two, just kind of looking. And then eventually, I'm like, okay, I got to go. I got to go walk across the street, get back to the studio, get all set up, and then get ready for the postgame show. I felt like I left at the fourth quarter. Like I, <laughs> I felt like I left after the game because the amount of people that were leaving with me as the fourth quarter was just a minute or two in, I was like, where the hell is everybody going? Oh, is it maybe because the Lakers are down 20-something when they were just up five going into uh, – Going into the third quarter is just kind of comical. I, I've never been in a situation like that where everyone was leaving with me. I'm like, guys, there's another quarter left. 
Yeah, it was it was ugly. It's funny. There, there was a moment, you know, obviously Frank Vogel was frustrated after the game. The players were frustrated after the game. Yeah. Anthony yeah. Davis frustrated. Everybody, and there, there was no spin to that. They got embarrassed. And, mm-hmm. and, and not only did they get embarrassed, they got embarrassed by a team that's not very good. So put all that together. But I, I had a bit of an epiphany in, in the moment as I'm watching this, and I'm like, you know what? This kind of frees me up a little bit. This frees me. I, I, I don't have to listen to Anthony Davis anymore. I just don't have to listen because I, I now I can just I understand exactly what it is. Amazingly talented guy that doesn't get it. Just just deeply does not get it. This idea of what he, he's saying the words that a leader says, but he doesn't have the actions that a leader has. He doesn't go out there and do the thing. You can't you can't call out the team for not playing hard and all these other things when you're a part of it. And then you're the best player, and you are the best player in the building all night. It's just it, – it, it was kind of liberating to just see this and go – I'm not saying he's not good. He's still a dynamic, important part. He's the, he, he's the most important part to whether or not they're going to win a championship. And I know LeBron is, is the guy, but if he plays like he can, they're in really good shape. If he kind of does this night on, night off, night on, night off thing, they're not going anywhere. Well, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I would expect uh... – if you don't think that that's going to be Anthony Davis on a night in night out basis, I think that's what you should expect. That yesterday, yeah, I got there. I'm finally there. I have my expectations have gone from why can't he be a top six, seven, eight guy to you know what? When I get it, I'll take it. And but I don't expect it anymore. So yesterday, good example. He He's dropped right. 19 in the first quarter. Yeah, had 27 in the first half. And ended up with, I think, 34 in the game. Now, the rest of his stat line is ridiculous. I think it was another 14, 15 rebounds, six mm-hmm. assists maybe, something along those lines. We know what he does on the defensive side. But it just kind of shows. First half, dropped 27. Second half, at seven points. So, <laughs> you know, you, you would think if you're at 27, he's going to get to 45, you know, just as an example, mm-hmm. right? Like by the time the game's all said and done. But I thought uh, there, were some, there were some interesting curveballs yesterday, Trav. And I, I think for Laker fans out there, um, this is an early tip-off. We had got word, um, I think it was the night before, that Taylor Horn Tucker was probable, that he might play in yesterday's game. What I don't think was going to happen was not only was Taylor Horn Tucker going to make his season debut playing the first time, missed the first 13 games. Yes, it was the 14th game of the season. Um, he was not only going to make his season debut, but it was get your you-know-what into the starting lineup because we need you there. And they threw Carmelo Anthony in the starting lineup as well. This kind of shows the kind of where the Lakers are right now, that no game is guaranteed. It doesn't matter who the competition is. Um, there has not been, if there's one thing that has not came out as the dust is kind of settling a little bit of who this Laker team is, you have no idea who's going to start yet. You have no idea who's going to be your primary guards. And yeah. I, when I, what I'm referring to there is the tail and horn Tucker piece and uh, some other players that have, you know, spent a lot of time. Avery Bradley, Kent Bazemore, going down the list of all the other guards the Lakers have used. Still a lot to figure out for the Lakers, and um, I know we'll get a chance to talk about Taylor Horn Tucker and and his purpose and his how important he's going to be for the Lakers this year. But I think uh, again a chance to see him yesterday and then throwing him right in the starting lineup tells a little bit more of a story than you would think. I, it does, and he's he's a useful player. He's a young player. He's a guy that can get his own looks. He's a guy that can create his own stuff, and that's that's something that they've been lacking, I think. But I, I know I'm beating a little bit of a dead horse here, but I. Through these first 14 games of the season, put put the 8-6 and six record aside, which is probably far less than anybody was hoping through considering the schedule and the opponents through the first 15 games. But the part that well, they need Taylor Horton Tucker to come in and play really well. They need the return of LeBron James so they can get back to the championship level. The LeBron thing is, is obvious, but 
This is why you have Anthony Davis. This is why he's here. This is why we talked about him as the future of the team and as the current, as the president of the team. And this was the guy that you needed. So when LeBron, and it just hasn't happened. I think this first, you know, quasi month of the season or so that's been going on, it's been a really bad month. Can, can, we, can we do this? Let's do this. When we come back, I, I want to actually go against that, that, that thought process there because I think – I get what you're saying on Anthony Davis, but it's it's not just going to fall on AD, and I'll, I'll explain kind of what I'm referring to there. Plus, uh, the Lakers got the Chicago Bulls tonight. Yeah. Um, Lakers get a chance to see the Alex Caruso return to Staples Center. And <laughs> I, I want to, you know, I, I think this is going to be a good time to do this. The Lakers pretty much were making a decision in the offseason. The, the decision was do you want to go with Taylor Horn Tucker or do you want to go with Alex Caruso? So um, I, I think comparing the decision that the Lakers made, I think we could do that as well. Uh, stay right here. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Travis and Sliwa Show, if you want to give us uh, give us a call and talk about some of these Laker topics, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-ESPN. Travis and Sliwa Show on 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. How about that, Al? You know, listen to Chris talk about the Million Dollar Mondays. We're going to do that a little bit later on the show. Make sure that you stick around and get your chance to win tickets to see the Rams and the Jags. And then, of course, your chance to win a million bucks. But to win the million bucks, you got to get the Super Bowl prediction right. Good luck. Yeah, that's not easy right now. <laughs> that's good, not, good that's not easy right now. There are, like, what, six teams in the NFC that I think you can make a case There's 24 for. teams right now that have a chance <laughs> to make the Super Bowl. <laughs> it is. Remember when the Chiefs sucked and there was no way they're, they're, they're in first place? Uh, uh, that, that took place last night. The Raiders look like the Raiders. By the way, did you see the uh, – what was that? Was that a spoon? On the field, did you see that? Did you see that video? Yeah, what the heck was that? How? How? Who takes a spoon onto the? Was field? that what it was? It was I a spoon. Know. I've heard I reports of that it was scissors. S- oh, even worse. Okay, oh that's gosh. much worse. Yeah, I'd much rather have a spoon. <laughs> I don't than... like scissors on the kitchen counter. You know? What yeah, I mean? I'm with you <laughs> it's on like, that. Like, let's put those in the cup. Let's make sure those are put away carefully. Scissors? That's insane. Yeah, why? that's, that's did, Emily, insane. Emily, did you hear why? What did does anyone have an explanation? I don't as think to that how anyone has explained there? it, but also like I'm glad he found it like in time where someone didn't have like walk off the field with scissors in their leg or something that like that <laughs> would not be a great way to end uh, Sunday football. Did it have deal. anything to do with? Do you you know how they showed how they got the uh, the field? Um, I saw some video where they were putting the field in place. You know how it's like. Uh, they bring it in uh, mechanically. Yeah. It's bring whatever. Does have anything to do with that at, at Allegiant? It's it's not turf. It's real grass. But did it have anything to do with that? Because I thought they showed that after, as if what, like one of the maybe when they were left his 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 pruning shears. On the there was there was noticed. a lawnmower at the twenty yard line <laughs> that nobody saw. Nobody saw the lawnmower. Well, that's what's so. Do you know how many people are on that field? And it was sure. in the middle of a play, and the, the Raider uh, linebacker D lineman pins goes. Uh, what do you want me to do with these uh, scissors? You guys want to like put these in the kitchen cup? Just no, no, just leave those there. Mom's sewing basket. Like, where do they go? <laughs> 
Yeah, that was random. Very, very random. Very random. The NFL is random right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like. I mean, honestly, the million dollar thing. What a great prize! But that's what an incredible challenge. That usually by now, this is the last game of Week Ten tonight, right? Yep. And usually by now, you say, okay, these three teams in the NFC are the best mm-hmm. teams. These mm-hmm. three teams, maybe four in the AFC, are the best team. Right now, there's like five in the NFC and arguably like seven or eight in the AFC. And the bottom half of the NFC, somebody like the Falcons or or the Seahawks is going to get into the bottom half of that draw. And they might beat some. It's just it, it's a bizarre season so far. Yeah, not only bizarre, but, I mean, if you were picking when we do these million-dollar giveaways, if you're picking in the beginning of the season – there was just kind of the couple themed, okay, yeah, you're going to go with these couple of teams. Now it's like, I'll take some curveballs, and it won't even – whoever guesses today, I, I don't think you and I can look at each other and say, well, that was a bad pick. Honestly, like there's nobody running away with anything. <laughs> no, it's been uh, it's been wild. All right, so uh, you said – let me let me reset what I was talking about with yep. Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. and then you can kind of refute this. Um, he's a great player, yep. but I, I do think that – He's the, he's the guy that he was in New Orleans, and it really hasn't changed all that much. And what I mean by that is he's extraordinary often. Mm-hmm. He, he is one of those guys that when you see him on the right night, he's unguardable. He's nearly seven feet tall. He's got a handle. He's got a shot. He's an unbelievable defender. He's active. He's athletic. There's, there's really nothing else that you would want from a player on his good nights. And so you'd watch them in – New Orleans, and you think, okay, yeah, but his teammates aren't very good, et cetera, et cetera. So he just needs to get in the right situation. He comes to L.A. with LeBron James, and they win a championship in the first year, and it's like, okay, there it is. Fact of the matter is, he's he's not that guy. He is the the very best version of a complimentary player. He, he is the very best version of a guy that can complement your best player, in this case, LeBron James. That I was – hopeful that he would come over and become the best player on a championship team, the guy that could carry all of the water and the responsibility and the energy. And 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 it's not just are you good enough, it's can you deliver the performance time after time after time after time, and the clunkers are few and far between. And he's just not that guy. I was just wrong about my expectations, and now that I've recalibrated, I feel a lot better because these first 14 games – He's been all over the map, and I'm not talking about his statistics. The statistics are extraordinary. I'm talking about the feel, the eye test, the, hey, where did you go tonight? And that happens about, I don't want to say half the time. It's not that much, but way more frequently than it should. So I want to give – I think there's more context to this. So I I think something that – and I know you know this, but I'm going to reiterate it. Okay. To win in the NBA – no one's doing it on their own, period. It's just not happening. You're not winning a championship or have a legitimate championship run doing it on your own. You have to have multiple players. You just do. And by the way, one day when LeBron James decides that he's going to hang it up, you're right that if everything was on Anthony Davis's back, I wouldn't feel that comfortable about it. You have to have somebody, the equivalent of Anthony Davis, and maybe offers different characteristics. Maybe that player is going to be more of a leader. Maybe that player is a, not only is, is he got the skill set as his position, I'll, let me use as an example. Do I think Damian Lillard and Anthony Davis can win a championship together? I think a lot would have to go right. I think, um, you know, depends on what the rest of the league looks like. But, yeah, that can happen. And I, I use that as an example because Dame and AD, you could say, okay, those guys, if you said top 10 players in the NBA, both of those guys would be on your list. Mm-hmm. They're both comparable levels of – they're completely different players. But what their skill set is, they bring to their position, one's going to excel more on the defensive side. It's going to take something like that 
to win a championship. I think if you're comparing Anthony Davis to Kevin Durant or you're comparing him to um, – if you're comparing him to LeBron James, do not make those comparisons because I agree with you that he's not going to – he's probably most likely not going to be the best player on a championship team. And I think that's – we'll have to wait and see what happens, but I think that's fair to say. So you just said here through the f- first 14 games you want to kind of recalibrate who who – uh, you view Anthony Davis as. Let me use yeah. these last two games as a perfect example. How many guys do you think scored in double figures against the Minnesota Timberwolves on Friday night? How many guys for the Lakers do you think scored in double figures? The fact that you're asking, I'm going to guess it's low, maybe one or two. Okay, two. Yeah. It was Anthony Davis and it was Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. How many guys do you think scored in double figures yesterday against the uh, San Antonio Spurs? Uh, four. Six. Okay. The last win that the Lakers got against Miami, six guys scored in double figures. This is why the only reason why I'm pointing this out. The Lakers are going to win because AD is going to give you, like you said, those stats are going to be there. The numbers are going to be there. And, yep. and whether whether those stats sometimes are inflated, maybe they tell part of the story, maybe they tell the full story, we're going to just wait on a night-in, night-out basis, right? Um, but if Malik Monk gives you 17 – and THT gives you 17, and Wayne Ellington hits five threes, you're going to win the game. Like, that's – there's a very that's strong – that's, that's asking a lot. I don't that's think it is. a lot of things to go I, right. I, I don't no, think this, it is. This, is. this is the exact not thing – that's a terrible sentence. This, this is exactly what we were not talking about. It was AD and Russ will win games while LeBron's away. It was not as long as Malik Monk scores 17. As long as THT no, but you, you, No, but you, you have to have – no, 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 no. Trav, you got to have help. You got to have course, guys that are a. Of course you do. But you, you have to have that guys help. that are a Put threat from the outside because everyone's going to gonna pay players. attention. Everyone's going to pay attention to Anthony Davis when LeBron's not there, as they should, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to, to an extent, there's going to be attention towards Russ. Now, if Russ wants to shoot a jumper, they're going to write him an open invitation and say, hey, take as many <laughs> jumpers as you want. There's a certain way that Russ is going to play that is it's either going to be advantageous to the Lakers or advantageous to the team they're playing against. But these other guys, I, I, I'm not. It's not changing the tune. It's just watching the game. Yes, so, it is. no, I don't think yes, it, is it is at all. You got to have other guys that now, hit now shots. We, we talked about Carmelo, Westbrook, LeBron, AD, and the rest of the guys were complimentary pieces. That were, and we talked a little bit about Dwight and and the guys that were going to come in. That as long as most of that was clicking. It was going to be sunshine and rainbows and puppy dogs. And now we're talking about the ninth and tenth guys on the team that are in the most important parts of this. Come on, man. Okay. Well, you're making it sound like without LeBron James, like it's not a big deal that LBJ's not there. No, no, of, no, course no. of course it's a big it's deal. A big deal. But that's, that was never the conversation. The conversation was, no, we got Russ and AD. And then when, when LeBron sits down, we got this guy. And if LeBron needs some time, we got AD and Russ. And now it's, well, nothing happens unless Malik Monk gets hot and LeBron is back. Come on. Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook are going to give you stats every single night. If other guys don't contribute, you're probably not going to win the game. It's just the reality of it. You're probably not going to – you know, Against it, Minnesota, against Oklahoma City, against those apparently, – Apparently so. If you've been watching these games, apparently so. Unfortunately, that's kind of the reality of it. Even yesterday against the San Antonio Spurs, six guys scored in double figures. It was 105-103, 105-103 late in the fourth quarter. Yeah. It, no, no, I, look, I'm – I, I know. I just don't like what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. I just don't like that all of a sudden it's, and eh, those two guys are just guys. That we, we very quickly relegated them to just a guy status. It's time for some straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless. No I don't contract, think they're just guys. No compliment. Well, they play like it. 
if, if, if you need all of this help to get get wins against Minnesota and squeakers against Memphis and San yeah, but that's, Antonio that, but, and OKC, but, but Trav, not I mean, teams. If, that's not, if, that's not if a, James a Harden and Kevin Durant are the only two players that score for the Nets, they're not guaranteed not to win. the only guys that score, but if James Harden and Kevin Durant step up and play like James Harden and Kevin Durant, they better win. <laughs> they should win. They should beat. They should beat Minnesota if James I, Harden and I cannot Durant. come to the defense of the competition. The competition, you're 200 percent right on. I can't. Yeah, no, I'm not talking. Al, I'm not talking about their, their inability to beat uh, Phoenix or Golden State. I, that, sure, I'm with you on that. You're I'm saying about, look at the teams, the squads saying, that they're playing, I'm saying, and the, the squads that they're having trouble putting away, are just flat out losing to. That if you have AD and Russell Westbrook, you can't beat Minnesota. Come on, man. I don't care if you and I and Emily are the other three people on the court. <laughs> Those are the two best guys out there. It shouldn't go like that. All right, now we're going to talk about Alex Caruso. Now we're going to talk about THT. Did the Lakers make the right choice? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers, thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. I kind of, you know, I'm going to reach out to uh, Ireland and, and Mace and just see if they want me to sit in with them for a couple hours. Just, I'd, I'd really not like to go off. I'd just like to do all day. Just kind of start at 9:55 and just power it all the way through to the end of Monday Night Football. Couple hour post game show, and then you know what? I'll just stay on after that, and we'll just roll it right back into. The, I'll wait till Key comes on and I hand it off to Key, and then we'll just go from there. Um, yeah, you do whatever you're going to do, but you're not coming on anywhere near the pregame, the first quarter hit, the third quarter hit, halftime, or the postgame show. So you kind of stay on stay on your turf, bro. I'm not we'll – I didn't see. come to the Rams broadcast and all of a sudden say, hey, let me see that headset for a couple of minutes. <laughs> you can have it if you want it. <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> you, can, you can do it. He has Sleep. good radio. There you go. <laughs> Sleep, what do you think about Odell? Here's the headset. You go ahead and do your thing. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Here's the thing. We were talking about it a little bit during the breakout. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm watching highlights right now of Odell when he's in New York, and I mm-hmm. keep trying to talk myself into, you know, maybe he could have a sneaky big game tonight. Maybe, maybe there's just two or three plays that they can get him really up to speed on. These are the two, three, four, whatever it is, and we're going to run these, and th- you're going to be wide open in these. And we all, Stafford's going to hit you in stride, and we're going to have a big day. I keep trying to talk myself into it, but I just can't get there. Yeah, listen, I, I think if – sometimes usually when you overhype somebody – 
and especially because of what just happened this past weekend, unfortunately, to Robert Woods, that now mm-hmm. there's even more being talked about with Odell Beckham, and he's a much bigger name than he is a player. That's at least has been the case the last couple of years for Odell. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going to have that much impact in the game. Like, I, I think, no. you know, he'll get thrown to and maybe have a couple of uh, a good specific plays because of something that he did, but do you think he's going to overly – I'd be more surprised if we're sitting here saying – Odell won you that game. I, I don't think that's yeah. going to happen. When they're talking about maybe using him in punt return too, which I don't love. I don't. I don't like using valuable players in those positions. If you want to put Cooper Cup back there to return punts the way they have and just fair catch it, that's cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't need Cooper Cup to have something happen to him because he's returning punts. Sure. If, he's, if something's going to happen, let's have it happen doing something he does all the time. All right, Alex Caruso in Staples Center tonight uh, for the first time wearing the visiting. Uniform of the Chicago Bulls. He's going to get his first start tonight as a Chicago Bull. I'm sure that's just a coincidence that he's going to be out there uh, for that. And, look, incredibly popular championship player. He wanted to stay. I think vast majority of Laker fans wanted him to stay. It's going to be kind of weird seeing him in a Bulls uniform tonight. It's been weird since he, you know, I, I think a lot of times you get a chance to see guys. And Chicago's a good team. They won yesterday. They snapped uh, the Clippers' seven-game winning streak at Staples Center yesterday. I might have or might not have been cheering for the Chicago Bulls as if I was a part of the 90s era. You, know, you had a knows? Horace Grant jersey on in your living room? <laughs> Bill Wennington. I had a Wennington. Yeah, Wennington's my guy. Did um, you get that? Uh, no, but they, they're, they're playing good. They're playing good basketball, and they're going to be missing a key piece. Vucevic for them is on the health and safety protocol, so that's you know another piece they're missing. But the Caruso, listen, it's been odd to see this guy. Anytime I see highlights or it's him and Lonzo or something along those lines, they're a fun, exciting team. But, man, it looks weird to see Alex Caruso in a Chicago Bulls uniform. And I think tonight will be interesting because it's still really early in the season. There was – was it just a week ago that he was on with J.J. Redick on his podcast kind of telling yep. the story of, hey, you know, I, I gave the Lakers plenty of opportunities to bring me back, and the Lakers were pretty much like, look, this is the offer we're giving you. If you don't want this offer, we're going to move on. And, you know, he decided to move on as well. There's another good article this morning from Bill Orm of The Athletic, um, a little bit more behind the scenes of the Alex Caruso piece of this. And I think Caruso said it best. He just – um, you know, said that, look, the the way that I should be remembered with the Lakers is not what happened in the offseason. It should be we won a championship together. Like here's a here's a guy that came out of nowhere, it's became both. became a great role player for the team, helped the Lakers win a championship, and then moved on in his career because that's the business of the league. You you it gotta is. go take care of yourself and the Lakers you know, they're, they're also, I, th- I think this is something that's not fully understood, and I'm not, you know, try to pretend like I'm the person that understands all this. There was a very hefty tax that was going to come into play if Alex Caruso remained with the Lakers. So it's not just the numbers that Alex Caruso, if, if Caruso signed a four-year, $40 million deal with the Lakers, it's not four years, 40. If he signed two years, 20, it's not two years, 20. It's 17 million or 20 million dollars on top of that because of the luxury tax that the Lakers are in. So obviously the Lakers also looked at it from a business perspective. No, I get I get that, and they probably had to make a decision right between Alex Caruso and uh, THT. Like yep. if you if we can only afford one of these players, which one are we going to decide to keep? They clearly made the decision to keep THT, and he's been hurt. He just got his first game against San Antonio the other night, so we really haven't got a chance to see him this season. I think we kind of a general idea of the sort of player he is. He's very dynamic offensively. You ready, Trev? Um, yeah. You ready? Yeah. He's going to be he, he's going to be a key piece of this team. He really really is. All these guys this that we week keep... or for like for good. No, because he's the key he's piece is keep changing. 
They keep changing. It was Russell Westbrook was the key piece, but not anymore. Anthony Davis was the key, but not anymore. Now it's Malik Monk, and now it's going to be THT. I'm confused. I thought that all don't of be these confused. Guys the key Watch pieces. the games and then see how you I know do. part of the narrative. No, no, no. What I, I know you do, but I'm saying that the narrative changes during the season. During Dodger games, there's certain guys that you know you know are going to be key pieces, and as the season progresses, there might be more that go on somebody's shoulder, and then there might be some you take some of that off of. Like, okay, yeah, that guy's not panning out the way we thought it was going to be. But I just say the THT. But, but that's not that's not a good analogy. Here's why: we never okay. said we never said. Um, you know what? Walker Bueller's the same thing as um, Corey Knable. Let's just kind of put him over there. It's not he's not the guy. Mook, Mookie, Mookie. Yeah, I know he's an all star. I know he's making all the money. But you know, it's it, it's if Cody Bellinger doesn't come along, nothing else matters. The, the stars mm-hmm. still have to perform like the stars. And for the Lakers, we've decided that two of the biggest stars in the league, Ru- Russell Westbrook and even more so Anthony Davis, are just mm-hmm. yeah. Well, they need some help. Do me a favor. Gauge this team when they're fully healthy more than you're gauging them today. Because I and I don't disagree with the competition they've played. They've had one of that's, the easiest that's schedules. That's the only point I'm making. Now, my 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 point is not that these guys can't do it X Y and Z. My point mm-hmm. is they haven't done it against bad teams. If we're that's, 41 those, games those two in, things together mm-hmm. add up to uh oh to me. It's not that if LeBron's back, do things change? Of course they do. If LeBron is back and healthy, do are they still right back where they need to be? Of course they are. The the uh oh is. Wait, that was Minnesota. That was OKC twice. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of games against San Antonio that were way closer than they should have been. There's just too many clunkers against bad teams when your two, when your second and third best players are still there and healthy and playing hard, and it wasn't good enough. That's my concern. Not that, I, I, not that LeBron doesn't cover and fix a lot of this stuff. I'm as shocked as anybody that they've had as much trouble as trouble as they've had against bad teams. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think there's. Um, you're right uh, with Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis as your core, and then some of these other role players that you brought in. Of course, you would have thought they're going to handle. They're, they're not going to start off eight and six. They'll be ten and four at worst. You know wh- yep. whether whether that's with LeBron James or without LeBron James. So yep. you're a hundred percent right on that front. But the that's when all I, I say, here. <laughs> it, it's a truth. I mean, there's there's no there's no arguing that. I I just think. I think you and I both agree that to gauge the Lakers right now, you got to see them when they're healthy. You got to see them when they go on the road. You got to see them when there's 41 games in, 50 games in, whatever the case is. But it has been disappointing. I'm not here to try to justify that they haven't been disappointing through 14 games. They have been. But I I just I mentioned the THT piece. When I say Taylor Tucker, who we were saying should, if you had to pick between the two guys, did they pick the right player between THT and Alex Caruso? Um, we can't make that determination yet because THT's only played one game, but I think in that one game you could already tell that they're going to depend on him a lot more than most teams will depend on a 20-year-old. Let's put it that way. It is Monday. It is 1041, which means coming up next, and there's already people on the phone now. We have some phone Ask Slees. Ask Slees next. Trav and Slee, 710 ESPN. I like this. I liked it. We've really kind of created Ask Slee into a tent pole of a segment here on the Travis and Slee Show, and I really like who has created we, this. Yeah, what's that? Who has created this? Me. Yeah. Don't yeah. say we. <laughs> well, you're, well, there's no you're Ask basically Slee without the C- Slee. You're the basically the CEO that um, <laughs> kind of rallies up the troops a, a couple days a week. Yeah. And uh, you know you have you have 
push this timeshare as far as it can possibly be pushed. And now we have people on the phone doing Ask Slees as well. Let's start with a little phone edition of Ask Slee. Let's go to Pasadena and Kevin. Kevin, what you got for Slee? Hey, gentlemen. How are you? All right. Doing good, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So quickly, um, are you, uh, when you have a conversation with people, are you a look them in the eye guy, look at the floor guy, or look off into the distance kind of guy? I'll take my answer off the air. Hashtag Kevin, that's a good question. Good question. I feel like looking in the eyes is a little too much sometimes. Yeah, you know, like staring into somebody's pupil. It's like, okay, this is uh, this is a little bit too far here. So I don't do that. Uh, looking at the ground just seems disrespectful, or you're not telling the truth. <laughs> okay. So I think a kind of gaze out into the world is the the safest of the three to take. Where you still feel like you're showing respect, that you're not uh, you're not challenging them to a fight. Uh, I think there's, I think that's the one. <laughs> no, I think you're right. Right. Because if the the the. Your initial gut reaction is, no, you look somebody in the eye when you talk to them, and you do, but you make eye contact and you look away. You yeah. make eye contact and you look away. You 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 Because you, if you stare at him, you look like a serial killer. Yeah, like, it's like, what's you, going on here? Why does he keep <laughs> staring at me in the eye? He's not blinking either. Yeah, if you don't break eye contact periodically, you look like a maniac. So, yeah, no, I think I think you got that one right. All right, look, look hey, 877-710-ESPN, if you want to do a little uh, telephone ask what are we doing here? like Kevin did and – here you go, back to back. Ryan in La Jolla with an Ask Slee. What's up, Ryan? Hey, Trav. Hey, let me get to, before I get to my question, let me just say this, and I'm sure this was the goal, but I'm so invested as a regular contributor to this segment that I now find myself subconsciously making a mental note of like every little nuance interaction that I have in my daily life. <laughs> With the, you know, with the hope that I can somehow parlay that into an ask, seek, ask Slee question. Well, Ryan, just so you know, Travis is taking investors. He's starting his own business, his own corporation. Yes. I right, what do you got, Ryan? What do you got? Yeah. So, uh, so Slee, we know how charming of a guy you are. So when you were introduced to Lady Slee's mother for the first time, did you turn to Lady Slee and say, you didn't tell me you had a sister? Hashtag <laughs> Ask Slee. <laughs> Fantastic. That's awesome. Uh, no, I did not do that. I did not pull that move. Just very respectful. Great to meet you. Um, just more one of those. Are, are you one of those, Trav, where you're throwing no. in compliments left and right? I almost would have to, like, read that off something. Wow, you didn't tell me that was your sister. A younger sister. You got. You got to go. You got to go that way. No, I'm not. I'm not that guy. I'm not, I don't have lines. I'm just gonna. Yeah, kinda, I don't. Yeah. Nice to meet just, you. You know, thank you for having me over. Yeah, that, I that wish, kind of thing. I wish I was more interesting, but uh, not happening. Not so happening. So I'm playing golf yesterday with uh, a group of my friends, and mm -hmm. um, a buddy of mine says to me, goes, I appreciate hey, look, the I, invite. Yeah. I, <laughs> he says to me, I'm just telling you this because I think it's funny and I think you'll get a kick out of it, but it's 100 percent true. Like, what do you got? He goes. I literally have canceled meetings. He, he works for a very big company, and he's in mm -hmm. charge of a lot of people. He goes, I literally cancel meetings at, at 1045 on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays because it interferes with Astley. Bro, you get it on the podcast. You're good. <laughs> No, nope, listen nope. anytime. It's not quite, uh, not quite the same if you don't do it left. I like this. We have another phone call, and we may not even get to the tweets today, which would be a first. Let's go to Sacramento this time, and Justin, Justin, you're on for Ask Slee. What's up, Justin? Hey guys, doing good. Uh, so my Ask Slee is Slee. Would you rather have dinner once a week with your favorite knee biting 
coach in the NFL, Dan Campbell, or sure. have to do a show once a week with Travis doing the messy voice. Hashtag <laughs> Astley. Thank you, Justin. Listen, once a week with the coach of the Lions sounds very interesting. It sounds like there's a lot we <laughs> can talk like about. To win football games, it doesn't. By the way, what was the speech at the end of the game yesterday? Yeah, that you were so 0-8, stupid. but you no. didn't lose. And the way they won the game, how about the fumble and the ball just stops right there and says, yeah, we're just going to stay right on the sideline and not go out. That was a hurrah speech yesterday by the coach. It had to have been for the Lions. We're yeah. going to kick you in the teeth, and we're going to bite a kneecap off. Take a kneecap off. This really is what it is. surprised that that team's 0-8-1, that the coach that wants to bite kneecaps uh, didn't have an answer. On Sorry, bro. By the way, game. I just want to apologize right out the gate that I chose him. My bad. No, no, no offense. No offense. Let's go to Dave in San Clemente on Twitter this time. He says, hashtag Ask Lee, have you ever owned a Disneyland season pass? No, Dave. So this is what happens when you work for the corporation. And, you know, the 10 years that I was on the business side, we have our uh, we have our pass. So we can actually go in and we could take three people with us. Uh, I don't know. This is all pre-COVID. I don't know what's happened since then. So I haven't needed to get a Disney pass. But have people used me for my Disney pass? Of course they have. <laughs> have they been nicer to me? Have they pretended to be a closer family member to me? Of course they have. <laughs> Um, yeah. But I have not Disneyland needed to buy one. At, uh, Thursday at 4 o'clock. Okay, but and, uh, I'm not. Here, the here's the thing. T-Raj, I don't know where you stand on this, and everybody's different. I'm not a let's go to an amusement park for a full day type of guy. I'm also, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, you know, in July when it's, you know, my nieces and my sister saying, hey, we would love to go, um, and there's a fireworks show as well, so you just have to stay till like 930 or 945 at night with us. And, oh, by the way. 15? Yeah, get there super early, stay with us the whole day, and just sweat profusely going nowhere. Um, that just doesn't appeal to me. This this may be a, a surprise. Because Disneyland just canceled my, my pass, I, by the way. I genuinely love it. I really do. And and maybe it's because I have kids. Maybe That's because I have shocking very, that you love it. I really do. I really, truly do. Like my Especially when they're little. And even now, if they want to go, I don't mind going at all. I really, My wife likes it, too. And, look, I'm not waiting nine hours to go on Space Mountain, but it's pretty. There's things to look at. There's good people watching. There's good stuff food. to do. The, well, I wouldn't go that far, but it's it's uh, it's it's a good day. It's, it's like it's Mastro's. The food yeah. is amazing. The <laughs> yeah, food is amazing. Like, look, if you like corn dogs and things like yes, good food. But if you're good oh, but food, can, maybe can I tell a, you something? A, there's a, a bus stop short. There's something about that Disney Pass when you have it. You know, just being an employee, where if you go buy something at you know any of the stores, you show it and you get a little bit of a discount. I feel like people just write out. So you work for the company? It's like, yeah, I work for the company. Like after yeah. a couple of those, you start walking around a little like you're different. You're Michael Eisner or Bob Iger. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're a cast yeah. member. I, I, yes, hey, we guys, are cast members. We guys, are. Guys, I don't want to. I don't want to make a big deal about this, but I'm not waiting in line to go to the restroom. I am an employee of this company. <laughs> Where is blue, the restroom for employees? That's what I'm always blue asking. Badge right here. No, I love Disneyland. I really. I, I think that's probably off the board, but I really truly do. All right, here's something that I do not want to hear tonight on Monday night football in fact i'll tell you what it is next it's travis lee 710 espn all right is your vehicle due for a service head into your neighborhood valvoline instant oil change home of the 15 minute drive through oil change for over 30 years valvoline has provided quick and convenient automotive maintenance services for busy people just like you no dragging the kids to a dirty waiting room at valvoline stay in your car stay safe while the expert technicians make sure your ride is in peak performance oil changes tire rotations transmission care and more just pull up drive in and drive out in about 15 minutes say it all the time 
I use uh, two locations, one in Hollywood, one out here in Pasadena. Anytime that check engine light is on, stop procrastinating. Go get it done. You could get it done at Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change.